This is live from Library at Esplanade. I am Shao. And I'm Xuemin. And we are... But, but no Not Boring! This is episode 3, Ring, Ring Jewels. So Shao, what did we do? Um, well, so in But Not Boring, we are your best friends. Oh, right. <laughs> Self-imposing. Presumptuous. And also lonely. Yeah, but in every episode... We have a different theme based on the motif of RING! And we will each bring to the table a few topics based on this chosen theme And we'll review them on air So this ranges from facts News Trivia To history Literature Philosophy And anything under the sun But we are NOT BORING! Actually, because of this podcast, I went to the library to borrow like a few ghost story books. Oh my god! And I was thoroughly bored. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the that's the responsibility of a podcast called "But Not Boring." <laughs> We're here to distill the difficult shit and make yeah. it into digestible form. And then it hit me that I could just go to creepy pasta or something and for like much <laughs> better stories. So maybe I'll share them next week because next week we are going to be talking about ghost spooky ghost, ghost spooky stories. Ghost spooky stories. Yep. That's that was it's written down here. <laughs> ghost spooky stories. <laughs> like in our script, Shao will say uh, spooky while Shaman is saying ghost and then and then it will become and we'll riff stories. a joke it's, and then we will comment on it. The topic for the day will be about occults and ring trolls. Rituals, not the ring trolls. <laughs> Before we, you know, dive deep into the topic of occult and also um, rituals, yeah, uh, maybe we start with some definitions. Oh yeah. The definition of occult uh, is a noun. It refers to matters uh, involving the action, influence of supernatural or supernormal powers, mm-hmm. or the secret knowledge of them. So usually occult it has uh, a connotation that it's secretive, it's concealed, it's mysterious. Um, so for rituals, however, rituals uh, is somewhat intangent to the meaning of occult, yeah. but it has a more um, specific meaning, which is the established form of a ceremony. So if I were to compare both of them, occult yeah. refers to a set of actions and beliefs based on supernatural, supernormal powers and knowledge, while rituals are more uh, are a specific ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed in a Ooh. prescribed order. It's very culty. Yeah, so mm. occultism in a broad sense refers to a various uh, various theories, practices involving the belief in, knowledge, yeah. and also use of supernatural forces and beliefs. Ooh. Often we associate these words with uh, astrology, alchemy, magic, black magic, Ooh. and also divine powers. There are differences in... Uh, in, in, in the nature and the attitude of uh, how people view occultism in the West and also in the East. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, if you watch a lot of um, American shows, Shao, yeah, yeah, right? I do. Like, have Mostly you... comedies. <laughs> 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 they don't touch on this a lot, but but yes, and? Have you, have you, you know, come across any movies of like, you know, remotely related to occultism? Um, I did watch The Conjuring. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, it. That's wasn't that scary. I'm not flexing, but it's, it wasn't that scary. I mean, <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. The nun, the, because I see so many memes of the nun. Oh, but it's so scary. <laughs> yeah, but but you see the memes where like the the oh. nun just twerks and shit, and then now when you watch the conjuring, it's yeah? no longer scary. You go like, okay, this this uh, can 
they can twerk. In the West, occultism usually have a negative connotation and ring oh. <laughs> to the terms of practice. So usually mm. they are faced with a lot of moral judgment. However, in the East, usually occult practices are met with respect, curiosity, oh. and also they, 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 there's a huge amount of fascination with it that... Yeah, these these amount of uh, these practices are documented and also supported by vast amount of research from scholars, and then it, and these really informs and change the climate of uh, the cultural perspective upon the subject. There's also a larger um, kind of topic surrounding cosmology, the moon, the planets, the stars, the sun, and all the positions of all these like uh, celestial. Uh, Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. objects or beings and bodies can all affect you know how how uh, we can forecast human and earthly activities I use CoStar what's, what's it's that app where they tell you like hey uh, watch out today <laughs> and then because you're a Virgo or some <laughs> shit and like, you're like oh mm, moon and rising if, if you if anyone is into astrology uh, cafe astro- astronomy or no cafe astrology or cafe astronomy is a really good like platform so yeah. you just need to type in your name yeah. your uh, date of birth uh, time of birth if you know your time of birth that's great oh, yeah. and then as if, if you can go as exact as possible and ask your parents yeah, yeah they will give you um, so of course not just your horoscope but also your moon rising your mercury and sun um, rising no I think it's just the sun and, sun. and also different elements and, oh yeah uh, yeah it's if, if you believe in that go for it there's no, no judgement here um, what game do we have today? it's called Alphabet each of us we will we will try and do a dialogue and improvise dialogue okay. but your dialogue must start with the letter A and then the next person must start the letter wow, B wow that's fun yeah that's, and that is very challenging because now you have to look for two things one is the alphabet and two you have to main- maintain a coherent dialogue so for example I start off with Alo <laughs> <laughs> you can't even do A <laughs> Alright. Okay. Uh, who, who wants to start first? You. <laughs> okay. Almost done. But really? Can you see that the nuts are screwed in properly? Don't they usually look like that? Exactly. That's how they're supposed to look like. For God's sake, can you not be so, you know, anal? God's name should not be used in vain. Priest Majori. How are you so righteous? I think that God is looking down upon all of us and this telescope will point us to the stars. Jesus will save us all. Knowing your place is a very important thing in this universe. Love will get us through everything. Maybe saying one-liners will get us through this game. No, I don't think so. Okay, what do you suggest? Probably something easier next time. Quite true. Marjorie, quite true. (laughs) Rather than going through this painful game? So what do you suggest? Two games next time. (laughs) (laughs) Understanding. You... (laughs) Usually, I should say usually. Okay. Do you want to share your stories first? Okay. Let me hear. So, I have a question for you, yes. fellow mortal. How do you stop a Haitian zombie? Um, 
You don't? <laughs> That's a cop out and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think? How do you think? Based uh, on your common knowledge of Uh you uh, I don't know, um burn them? Huh. I mean I I, I oh, guess you could. Correct? I guess you could. <laughs> so here I am to tell you how to survive a Hadian zombie apocalypse. <laughs> So, you know the word zombie? That is so specific. <laughs> Thank you. In case we ever stuck in that situation. Look, we are, we are facing know. a pandemic right now. <laughs> Who knows oh, what could happen? Okay. Two people just died today. Okay. Let's do it. So, you know the word zombie? Yeah. Can you spell zombie? Z O M B I E. Yeah, so the Hadian way to spell zombie was Z O M B I. So that's that's the origin of the word zombie actually. Mm-hmm. So it's based off the Congo language, the Zumbi. <laughs> Zumba. Okay. So um so zombies are created when voodoo priests mm-hmm. known as Boko <laughs> bury and then exhume a body. Mm-hmm. And these zombies serve as slaves who follow orders of their masters, which would be like these priests. And the Bokor make a powder called the coup de poudre. <laughs> In French, it means uh, powder strike. <laughs> Alright? And then, uh, guess one. Guess guess what this powder is made of. Name, name one ingredient. Pink salt. <laughs> <laughs> Himalayan pink salt. <laughs> Very okay. specific. Korea or not? Wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, mean oh. I don't expect you to know. Give me something exotic. Like an oh. item of a... It's, it's usually animal remains. Oh, uh, uh, goat's pee. Ah, uh, no. Oh, uh, close? Okay, let me, let me name... A, uh, the usual items are... Ground up human remains. Okay. A tree frog. I was thinking frog. <laughs> okay. I thought that was mainstream. I'll give you, I'll give you one point. I'll give you one point Thank for... Thank you. For, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the thought that counts. A segmented worm. A uh, large new world toad. Okay. Yeah, the it's a small old world toad doesn't make sense, huh? And one or more puffer fish. Okay, so, but behind all of this, you know, behind the whole burying and exhuming and zombies falling orders, right? This actually exists. Like the zombie actually exists. But there's actually a scientific explanation to it. So the coup de poudre contains... What's the last ingredient I told you? Pufferfish. Yeah, yeah. And pufferfish has this toxin called tetrodoxin, which causes someone to almost... to enter a state of near death. Oh. Yeah, so it causes your breathing to be nearly imperceptible, Mm -hmm. to have near zero heart rate. But the person still remains conscious and aware. Mm-hmm. So do you see how this this links to a zombie-like state where someone yeah. looks like he's dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of like I mean, you're alive, but you have you have very little control over your exactly. physical state of being. You are you are alive, but people think you're dead. That's why they bury these people. Oh, yeah. Ooh. This powder is fed to these people, and to maintain of the obi- obedience. Mm-hmm. Nightshade is used. So nightshade is a kind of weed, right? Mm-hmm. That people use to um they, they feed this nightshade to unearth open quotation mark corpses, close quotation marks. Mm-hmm. And this causes hallucination, delirium, and disorientation. Wow, that's painful. Yeah. It's really painful. But these people are 
not boring uh, and conscious <laughs> and aware so they enter a suggestible state mm-hmm. so where you can easily convince them to do something as long as you tell them like oh uh, uh, follow me or you are a zombie now do what I do as I tell you uh, nightshade is also often used in European witchcraft as well as for this thing called flying ointment so um yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Like it's it's a near universal thing. I think Chinese medicines also use a nightshade if you're trying to uh, poison someone as well. So Okay, so there was this guy called Wade Davis. Sherman. <laughs> So, Wade Davis is a Harvard ethnobiotanist who say that people who were poisoned by the weed and the coup de poudre were in a psychotic state and they had new identities of their zom- as a zombie reinforced. So, this is very similar to if a person hypnotizes you and asks you to go on stage and act like a chicken because you are not actually hypnotized but you are in a suggestible state where you go okay this guy is hypnotizing me and he expects me to act like a chicken and in front of all these people I better not let him down and thus in Haitian culture these zombies are actually people in this highly suggestible state and they have no idea they have nothing else to do but to role play as what they thought was a zombie and thus follow orders of their masters yeah Sad. Is, is there a reason why um, why, <clears throat> why these people are being uh, fed with the powder and also the wheat uh, so it's there's um, it's, it's just a way to control people to get back at people it's and it's voodoo magic so it's who, who knows what the what the motivations are mm. for this but uh, you can you can see that it's not a very noble noble thing to do yeah like, and, and plus the zombies are very slow and very uh, unreactive to things so I don't think they'll do much help it's mostly it's probably mostly for revenge mm-hmm. as you think about it mm-hmm. so the answer to the question is to call the police <laughs> on the bakor which is the voodoo priest <laughs> because it's always the solution it's always the solution because under the Haitian penal code it is considered attempted murder to cause a prolonged lethargic coma, also I mean, known as zombieism. Yeah. What? Attempted murder. I it's not even. I guess. <laughs> so the answer to how to deal with Haitian zombies mm-hmm. is to call the police. <laughs> now, Shemin, <laughs> what's what's your what's your story? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank so you for listening. My story. Ooh. Is related to funeral rites. Oh, damn. Just last week, Xiao and I was reco- uh, were recording uh, this episode and uh, it was unsuccessful. We recorded yeah. <laughs> about 15 <laughs> minutes in and our time was up. Yeah. And then soon afterwards, uh, I got the news that my grandpa passed away. Uh, so we had a four days, uh, four days funeral and, mm-hmm. and then there we are here two weeks later yeah yeah so um, because of that you know I say that I borrowed books about Singapore yeah. stories right? yeah you, you did say yeah. so I also borrowed this book called uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Dying to Meet You 
it's Confession of a Funeral Director by Ang Jolie May. Nice. She talks um, because she's a funeral director, so along the way she shares a lot of uh, the 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 kind of uh, practices that mm-hmm. we have in Singapore. So I'm just gonna share with you some of the interesting facts of like, did you know what we do during funerals? Yeah. I don't know whether you know, but before 1970s, uh, we used to bury people, you know, underground in Singapore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, is she Singaporean? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although she looks a little bit American. Yeah, she looks Asian American. She's American. very pretty. Yeah. The caskets would have to be, you know, um, painstakingly uh, fashioned from uh, re- like real tree wood. Ooh. And also, well, during the funeral, like I was chatting with my mom and my, you know, mom's friends and uh, family friends, uh, yeah. people from the temple, and then so they were sharing about how uh, uh caskets were made when they were still <laughs> being buried underground. Oh, yeah. So, uh, these caskets in, in the past, yeah. in, nowadays, the caskets you see are flat, right? At the top. Yeah. But last time, these caskets used to curl up at the end. Oh. So, it looks a little bit like a treasure, like in Bao. Oh. Like treasure. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. this is related to more Chinese, Taoist kind of funerals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because they believe that if, you know, if your caskets are shaped like a treasure, it yeah. means that when uh, the deceased have passed on to the afterlife, uh, he or she will be able to experience wealth and prosperity. Ooh. My mom, according to my mom, was like, oh, it looks very, very scary. And she always gets spooked out when she oh, saw yeah, that when yeah. she was younger. Yeah. After 1970s, due to land scarcity, Singapore started to clear away cemeteries for redevelopment. And yeah. because of that, uh, there is a huge uh, movement. You know, there's a huge change. So instead of burying people on the ground, we cremate them. Yeah. So it took a while for all sorts of religion to get used to it. Except, <laughs> uh, I mean, Muslims still aren't allowed to do that because it's against their religion. Oh yeah, to and, temper uh, the body. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, uh, all these caskets have, uh, you know, has evolved. Mm-hmm. They are a lot lighter now, and also they are flat at the top. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the very first day when the body is brought back is usually where the wake happens. Yeah. You have the fam- uh, family members would welcome the body back, mm-hmm. welcome the deceased back to be in this temporary uh, place yeah. for a few days during the funeral and then only on the last day the body is sent for cremation. Mm. I'm just going to read you something interesting when a person's body decays and why... Oh boy, okay. <laughs> and why um, embalming is actually... Okay, do you know about embalming? Yeah. So embalming... Uh, is for when a person passed on mm-hmm. and before uh, he or she is sent to the f- uh, funeral for a few days because the body generally will decay yeah. over time. So embalming helps to uh, keep the body preserved. It also re- restores how the person looks like before he, oh, he or yeah. she dies. That's so creepy. Like, it's super creepy. Really? Yeah, I saw my grandpa and they put lipstick on him. Yeah, yeah. Like, to give his lip the... Yeah, the, the pinkish... Yeah, uh, but it's tinge. too pink. He's too pink. He didn't look like that when he was alive. <laughs> hey, queen. Yeah, queen. You know, but here I am going to explain to you why is it important for embalming to, to happen because of what happens when a body dies. Dies. When you die, your body processes and your muscles stop working. Yeah. So this is when your body fluids will start to leak and your body will start to smell. Ugh. And also because we have a hot and humid um, climate, yeah. uh, most of our funeral wakes are usually held under our HDB oh. flats. So you don't get aircon. So Gross. usually like after, if your wake, like if your funeral lasts for seven days, you're going to start smelling something. What happens uh, when a person dies is that because he stops breathing, mm-hmm. the oxygen level in his body will also start to decrease. Okay. 
and then because the neurons in his brain also loses its function the hormones will no longer be released into his body yeah so the chemical that is required for uh, muscles to relax after a contraction yeah uh, it starts, will start to deplete and as a result all your muscles in your body starts to relax oh boy including uh, sphinct- sphincter muscles okay exactly <laughs> and hence you know your urinal and also because your heart will stop pumping blood the embalmer will usually cut a hole in your vessel just so you can pump embalming chemicals into your Ooh, body oh yeah and because your heart stops beating right mm-hmm. even when they cut a hole yeah. no blood will come out oh because all inside yeah your heart stops beating already okay yeah so uh, and after three to f- uh, six hours his, his or her limbs will start to stiffen and the calcium will leak into the muscle cells Ooh. and then this will bind together with the protein uh, in a state called rigor mortis uh. yeah and then because this sets into the phase two to four hours uh, and also will hit bigger muscle groups in about six to twelve hours oh. meaning you know you, you're gonna look really bad Unless you set the body in place first. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which is why they need to inject embalming chemicals. It preserves the body for a longer yeah. duration. Uh, your skin will also start to dry out oh and boy. it will shrink and pull away from your hair and nails. And that's why some people... You know, that's why some of the diseases look like their hair and nails are going. Oh. But in actual fact, it's their skin being, you know... Oh, yeah. Then away. more hair will come out, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, when... If, let's say, someone dies and the body is not you know, being dealt with, the cells will begin to die and your body starts to decay. So around 100 trillion microbes will start eating away at it. Oh boy. The bacteria in your gut will start to digest your intestines and abdominal organs and then that's when the smell of the rotting flesh will Uh, come out, you know, will emanate from the body. Totally. So the breakdown of amino acids in your body will also attract insects like mites and blowflies yeah. and then they will start laying eggs in your rotting flesh. Oh shit. Within okay. a few weeks the maggots will eat up about 60% of the body and within two, uh, 20 to 50 days uh, decay, dry decay will start and then it will start to attract beetles and fungi. Okay. In a few years plants and animals will feed off your remains including your bones. Oh. And that's how decomposition of human bodies work. Wow. God damn. You know, when I was reading this, surprisingly, I wasn't that... I mean, wasn't the idea... Grossed out. It wasn't very bad because it feels like we are... Our body is being returned back to Earth. Oh, yeah. Because we have always been so uh, complacent with the fact that we are at the top of the food chain. <laughs> but once we die, we're essentially uh, decay litter. Mm. We're, back, we're back to Earth, mm. animals and beetles and uh, insects feed on us. We are and not that's, special. <laughs> that's how they sustain their own survival as well. Exactly. The cycle of life. Yeah. That's... Oh. Man, you guys, oh my god. Okay, I'm still reading from that whole decomposition thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you want me to go first? I, ca- no, I, I no, got I nothing can, in mind. I can, I can talk about uh, bad shit. Alright, so literally before coming over, <laughs> I dropped a fucking chopping ball on my foot and it still hurts. <laughs> you poor thing. Fuck, <sighs> it hurts. Holy shit. Like, like, it wasn't a chopping board. It was a big wooden board. I think they used, like my mom uses it to cover the sink. Oh. So that she can chop stuff above hey, the sink. Puppy. Yeah. Wow, throwback. And then, I, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't think I broke anything, but 
Who knows? <laughs> my toes are becoming numb. Rigor mortis is setting in. Oh. In 6 to 12 hours, my <laughs> major muscle groups will be... Okay. Fungi is going to grow. And that's, that's not it. Mm-hmm. So a few days ago, I went for this treatment for my skin. Oh. And I had like 10 injections. <laughs> oh my god. And and my doctor was like, okay, wait, I'll put anesthesia <laughs> into the injection. But the thing that is that the anesthesia wore, up, wore out after like 2 hours. Ah. And it... That was like what Wednesday today is Saturday. Yeah. It's, it it still hurts now. It still hurts yeah. now. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. And then the week before, mm-hmm. um, I was it was raining and I was wearing slippers mm-hmm. and I slipped and I jammed my toe against uh, gravel, and I peeled <laughs> off the front part of my toe. Did you accidentally do something that caused all these misfortunes to happen? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe talking about death. <laughs> Death is inevitable. Yeah, but having a chopping board fall on your foot. Yeah, that's something. I, I bet you pissed off some evil spirit somewhere. Yeah. But a good thing is that um yesterday I went out with my friends and oh. we have this is a to make it quick, we have this group of friends called the Mockies mm-hmm. where we just hang out and talk shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided because some of us are having issues with I don't know with as we're adulting we're growing up we have to face life stuff mm-hmm. we decided to get together and do journaling mm-hmm. and not in the scrapbooking kind of way where we cut out baby pictures but we just hang out and ask each other questions like what is one thing you would change about yourself or you wouldn't change about yourself mm-hmm. or write a monologue of what your year one Sam oneself said oh. during the introductory part of orientation camp and yeah it was a very wholesome mm-hmm. very very wholesome uh, time we had yet last night yeah yeah and I, I'm looking forward to more of it how about you um, I would like to mention about the funeral I think oh yeah because I wasn't close to my grandpa so mm-hmm. there wasn't much uh, I, I didn't feel as much grief yeah uh, as when you know another relative passed away um, but being there in the funeral and there was uh, my great grandma was there so that's my grandpa's mom and hearing her just you know cry her eyes out yeah. cry her heart out because her oldest son has just passed on was you know one of the saddest things because I yeah. because I loved her dearly and yeah, yeah. you don't want to hear old people cry exactly hearing old people cry <laughs> is one of the worst things you know it's, it, there's one saying that I think no tragedy can compare to when a child dies yeah eventually we all have to accept death and yeah. I think I was just sitting with myself for the whole funeral thinking <laughs> about how, how, how we perceive death and also yeah. uh, how our parents perceive death because mm. they're not going to be with us any much longer. Oh yeah, that's mm. terrible. And also like going, this will be good content for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the good thing that has happened is that uh, at my workplace yeah. uh, recently uh, together with some young professional trainees over there we started this uh, new new project mm-hmm. we call it On Air which is uh, On Artists in Residence <laughs> so we interview our artists in residence there about mm-hmm. their work and practice and it's really a, just a short one to two minute videos about their work yeah 
it just happened that this month because of uh, you know whatever's going on with the virus and yeah. also a lot of activities have been suspended we thought you know why not well, let's just play yeah. around with the content let's just go on and do it you know yeah we have finished interviewing five oh, residents yeah. and um, if anyone is interested the first video is already up on our yeah, Instagram yeah. page uh, you can follow so, it's so classy I love it yeah. NTUCC Singapore thank yeah, you yeah it looks so good yeah. yeah so I mean it was a huge like it was so fun that I thought yeah, I yeah. want to switch off career <laughs> no more theater no more podcast no more dance <laughs> no more podcast hi is it not boring uh yeah. for sure. it's kind of boring it's me and i myself and my trunk and then you, you do a you do a vodcast it's a, like a, a vodcast yeah a video like podcast like a vodka with podcast no a video podcast it's called a vlog I guess yeah <laughs> the week that just passed I, I went for class pass three days straight and now my thighs are burning <laughs> <laughs> even now yes oh hell it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy what cycling Zumba spin class I wanted to be one of those hipster OLs oh yeah so, yeah oh, that's shit. not gonna happen <laughs> after that class I felt like fainting I felt like vomiting oh that's the worst man that's cardio Ugh. yeah how's body combat Oh, it's, it's like that but you include your other muscle groups it's not just your legs you like, I can do it the guy goes I can do it and I'm like yeah but I'm not you okay <laughs> shut up <laughs> even the spin class spin class teacher was also like oh yeah he was like alright let's go one two, two three, three four you can do it yeah and then everyone else shouts yeah and you're like <sighs> let's start off strong uh huh I want to see that smile uh, it's uh, sexist to ask a woman to smile <laughs> It's a very common opinion by guys. <laughs> that was Ring Twelve. Thank All you right. for you know staying with us for this whole episode. <sighs> It's been a journey since what December. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, we will be launching all three of the episodes together. So if yeah. you ever, you know, listen to this halfway and you go, oh, this is boring. Yeah. Let's go to another one that is but not boring. boring. You will listen to the two other episodes you recorded before this one. Next episode, we will be going to Ghost Story. You haven't thought of the pun yet, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon. Okay, okay, that's, that's oh, one that's one. Okay, 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 bye.